What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Epic Handshake Podcast, the podcast about epic people that deserve an epic handshake. You can uh, check us out on Instagram at the Epic Handshake Pod, as well as myself, Adon, at AZ Gear Guy on Instagram as well. Today, I have my good buddy, Alex, Alex Acosta. Uh, I've been wanting to interview him for a while. He does a lot of cool things in his life currently. He's done a lot of cool things. He's related to some pretty cool people. Um, but Alex, do you want to introduce yourself? Who yeah. are you? Yeah, I'm... Uh I'm Alex Alejandro. That's my uh, Alejandro. my full name, my full Mexicano Ale- name. Alejandro. So, kind of kind, kind of funny about that is I my name is Alejandro David Acosta, and my sisters are McKinsey and Courtney, like the most white <laughs> names ever. And we're all the same amount of Mexicans. So. Do they have middle names at all? Like you don't have to say them, but uh, yeah, and they both hate their middle names. <laughs> are they Spanish? <laughs> no, they're white. See, so yeah, see, at least David, you can at least make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sound exactly. David. Latino, it will. I mean, it can, it's multilingual, so, so. whatever. Yeah, that's that that that's who I am. Um, I go by Alex a lot at Anchor Clanker on Instagram. Uh, if you can find that, I know it's a weird name. I should probably change it, but I had it since I was like twelve, so I, I just I can't bring myself to change it. I like it. <laughs> okay. I, I like it. It's it, easy to find. And it's like who else is Anchor Clank? Yeah, so. exactly. Nobody. You exactly. Are. Um, but yeah, I uh, I'm 24, just living life. I like to think I have a of a pretty dope life, um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know what to introduce myself. Yeah, as. no. I don't, yeah. I don't know what I am. Yeah, yeah. What, what's your background? I mean, you, you where'd you grow up? Uh, born in Vegas, lived there for a little bit. Moved to Seattle for a couple of years, but I've I kind of claim Utah's home. Um, grew up most most of my years here, probably about fifteen years here in Utah. So Utah's definitely home. Uh, I've lived in Texas, uh, San Diego, and um, was in the was in the Navy for like 18 months or so. Sure. Um, I'm sure we'll get around to that maybe for a second. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever. Um, and then after the Navy, I got out uh, and moved back here to Utah, started working for a while and then actually stumbled. I shouldn't say stumbled, but my girlfriend introduced me to an awesome dude that's become one of my mentors and I've uh, been doing business with him for like a year now and been living on the road, making passive income and just doing fun stuff. So yeah, it's man. been a great time. Yeah, and actually, that's part of the reason why I think I'm. I, I was so interested in just talking to you too. I mean, besides the fact that you're related to, you're the son of David Costa, which yeah. is cool. <laughs> you know, that's a cool legacy to follow. But I think one thing I wanted to focus on was that that passive income. But we can we can go into that a little bit later. Yeah. But um, so so you grew up in Utah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what was what was that like? I mean, I'm from Arizona. Like a lot of people not from Utah listen to this, so. Yeah. Yeah. So what, no, which, what is, which like? is awesome. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're listening, you're not from Utah. Utah is epic. Utah is, I, I think it's my favorite state. I think it is for me. Too. I think it's my favorite. state. Although I haven't been to Alaska yet. So oh, really? I, I don't, I don't okay. Know. Yeah. yeah I, might, I might have to go up to Alaska and, and I was thinking about maybe hiding some Connex boxes out there with ammo or something. So why not? <laughs> why not? But no, I, I love Utah. Um, having lived in Vegas and some big cities and stuff, uh, Utah was a nice break. And then especially when I lived in San Diego and came back here, mm-hmm. it was, yeah, I realized really how much, and my mission in Texas too, um, God bless Texas, love it, but Texas you realize cool. how much Utah has. So yes. I've loved it. I've loved my experience here. I love most of the people, mm-hmm. the economy, the the patriotism here is awesome. There's so much to do. Like I can hop in my truck and five, 10 minutes, I'm in the mountains with no one. I can shoot mm-hmm. my guns. I can throw my tin up. I can oh, yeah. throw a pole in the water, whatever. Um, so yeah, I freaking yeah. love Utah. Yeah, I, and you're and you're kind of like grasping that a lot right now because you have you're living the van life. Yeah, yeah, 
What's yeah. that been like, dude? Like, yeah, what, what, so. first off, what sparked that? <laughs> and then what do you, I, I mean, if you, I would recommend following him because he's got a lot of cool stories <laughs> and his girlfriend, Cat. Uh, yeah. I'll put both of their handles in the description below and you can actually follow them on their, on their cool trips and, and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah. What, what got you into that, man? So I, I've always been entertained by the idea. In fact, actually, when I was a lot younger, um, and my original plan was, you know, go on my mission, get back, go to the Navy, um, go to SEAL training. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to legit live out of a van that whole time. Yes. So obviously it didn't come to fruition. Like I, I, I didn't do that when I got into training. Mm-hmm. You have to obviously be in the barracks oh, training sure. and stuff. So that didn't happen. Um, and I realized that vans cost money. And yes, when do. you're in the military, you don't have that. Uh, just for any of you that are wanting to join, you don't have money when you're in the military. Yeah, you, hey, you the, have free cafeteria food, though. Yeah, for the first 10 years, you're probably <laughs> a little uh, lower than most people, which sucks. Yes. That's why, dude, that, the yeah. one thing about the military that I just can't get over is just they these guys guys and gals go out there and sacrifice their lives, but they're paid like, you know, entry-level job So, so, right, so funny, funny fact, I know this is a side tangent. Yeah, you're totally. good. Yeah. But uh, one of my buddies that uh, he, he was in Buds for like, he was literally in Buds for, I think, over 12 months. He just kept getting recycled because he kept getting injured. Um, And eventually he got dropped. But he did the math. And with all the hours of training, um, like an average week of buds with all the hours Mm -hmm, of training, mm -hmm. you are usually getting paid. um, (laughs) It was like $2.70 an hour or something with with what our paycheck was. So that's ridiculous. Man. Yeah, but uh, but I mean uh, that's just part of the training. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. But yeah, yeah I, it, I feel it, it was kind of funny. I, you don't start making money like if you're thinking army standards. I mean, you don't make money until like E10. Maybe I don't know E9, E E20, and it doesn't even exist. So no, no. it doesn't. <laughs> but dude, that's crazy. So yeah, yeah. So you're living the van life. You, yeah. You're, you're, you, where was you? You just got back from a trip not too long ago. Where where were you recently? Uh, we did Colorado, that's I think, right. like a week and that's a half. That's right, ago. and it was spur of the moment. Yeah, just spur of yeah, the moment, yeah. and that and that's the fun thing about it. So, kind of, kind of circling back to, uh, to kind of what sparked that is, I always had that interest. I actually lived in my car mm-hmm. for the for the last like three and a half months that I was in the Navy. Right. When I was getting processed out, I lived in my car. I just hated being on base so much, and and them <laughs> having any any say or any control over what I did. So I was like, I don't want barracks. I obviously am not going to get BAH because. I'm not married, uh, which is off house yeah. uh, or off base housing mm-hmm. for those of you guys who are like, what the hell's that? Um, so I lived in my, my Honda, my Oh one Honda civic for three and a half months. And I was like, this is actually oddly nice mm-hmm. because I can wake up anywhere. I got my clothes in the trunk. And so I was like, you know what? Maybe I should kind of revisit yeah. that van life idea or mobile living. Um, always been entertained by it. And then me and cat met and, uh, kind of speed things up uh we met our our, she knew our buddy joseph the Mm -hmm. one that Mm -hmm. actually runs the automation program yeah yeah and he was here he is this multi-millionaire living out of what is now our van right and he just had like a bed and a couple cabinets in it so just Mm -hmm. the, the real basics it wasn't fully built out and um we started hanging out that pa- the pandemic hit and we actually traveled him for a few weeks in the van him and his dogs oh, that's cool. and he's like hey you know what i think i'm gonna upgrade to a newer van um do you guys want to buy my van so i was like ah, what the hell but it was it was really crazy because yeah here she just closed her gym because of the pandemic oh, that's right i was just out of the navy and out of work and um we're like should we do this like that's pretty risky we're taking mm-hmm. on you know a fifty thousand dollar loan at such a young age too. Uh, uh, that's yeah. not like education or you know other things <laughs> yeah. you know like the typical yeah it's, thing. it's, it's a liability it's, yeah. a, it's an expense oh, so geez. 
uh, we did it and like instantly. Uh, so we, we gave it to a buddy for a few weeks and he actually finished out the build, mm-hmm. the shower, the whole nine yards. Um, and we loved it. We fell in love like day one. Like I remember the first night we actually stayed in it and like slept in it and mm-hmm. ate in it and everything. Uh, we went up to Sundance uh, oh, Ski cool. Resort. Yeah, oh yeah. You go, we go above. I'm not going to give away my secret location, but anyway, it's above it. <laughs> I feel yeah. Even though it's not secret. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's your location. And it was just cool to open the door and, and see that and just know yeah. like, oh, shit, like we can just do this anytime we want. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, we, we fell in love with it. And uh, for the past, I guess, year and about three months, we've been doing it. Um, yeah, obviously you, not full time. Uh huh. Yeah, you've built it out since then too. Like, it's it, does it look different from when Joseph had it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so that's the what interior. I said. We we gave it to my my buddy that has built out a couple of vans, mm-hmm. and he took it over for like I think six weeks and and got it completely finished. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that was pretty epic, and it's continued to be epic. That's cool. So yeah. that's cool, man. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of like the I wouldn't say it's the trend nowadays, but like it it, it a lot of people are either living out of a van or their vehicle or you know, like mm-hmm. you know, um and you see you know, I'd rather be in a van like yours than, you know, like a Volkswagen bug. I yeah. mean you can yeah, do it yeah. in that, but do you really want to, yeah, you exactly. know, like, and showering is a big thing to a lot of people. It should be a big thing to a lot of people <laughs> anyway, but you, you would be surprised, dude. I know. Like I've met, I mean, I've met some vagabonds that, uh, they don't really believe in the shower. They think yeah, it's a little too modern. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they, they have the dreads that they don't actually try to have, you know? Yeah, I mean? exactly. <laughs> There's rappers in it. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, let's jump into that. So uh, with, um, with Joseph, so automation is a huge, huge thing with with you and and Cat right now. Um, so, what is it? What? Uh, how do people get into it? How did you get into it? All that stuff. Yeah. So, so my buddy's been doing it. He uh, he has a, a pretty cool story too, and and uh, you'll have to have him on. I'll have, yeah, times. I'll have to talk to him. Um, but he got out of the military, I think, in fourteen, mm. and you know didn't didn't want to work for anyone ever again. I mean, when you oh, get yeah. out of the military, you, you're, you're kind of overworking for people. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Sam. <laughs> yeah. Um, funny how that works. Yeah. So he got out and, uh, you know, long story short, started dipping his fingers into the e-commerce realm mm-hmm. and got good at it and then started teaching people how to get good at, you know, drop shipping or, or wholesale, at, you know, all that stuff on Amazon's mm-hmm, platform. Mm-hmm. And then um, a lot of his students said, hey, why don't you just, why don't you run our stores like you and you get a team and you run our stores yeah. and you just take some of the profit and we'll take some of the profit because we don't want to run it and you know what you're doing. So he's like, that's a good idea. So he started a you mm-hmm. know, company automation pays um, a few years back and now has a few hundred clients. Yeah. Uh, servicing a few hundred stores. So a oh, lot. Yeah. And uh, it's awesome because the whole, the whole point of it is um, I'd say a lot of the clientele are, are people like, like you or me that entrepreneurs in, in one, in one way or yeah, another and, sure. and want to pursue their own endeavors, but have something that's giving them constant money, not right. a 401k or a Roth oh, IRA. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, that you can pull out when you're 65. Yeah. But the idea of is it, of it is to have the, a platform being ran completely automated, uh, through our teams mm-hmm. for, so the clients can pursue other endeavors, whether that's, just having more family time yeah. um, or supplementing that income into your business. Right. Um, yeah. Cause a lot time. of, a lot of the clients I take it are probably like me. They work a full-time job maybe. Mm-hmm. And they just, like you said, they want that. Maybe they want to pay off their house sooner yeah. or maybe they want to travel more, have a little bit more freedom, maybe because not because they hate their job, yeah, but just cause 
they they just want extra they want yeah. more out of whatever their life is yeah so yeah so that that's, that's the cool. whole I, I would say that's a big goal behind it the big yeah. picture okay. is, is helping people find that financial freedom so me and cat actually um cat cat and joseph knew each other through jujitsu oh cool yeah cat can tap me out sometimes but don't don't tell her that don't let her hear this podcast. Yeah. But. Oh, oh, she's going to hear this. Yeah, she's going to hear <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it gets to her head too. She'll let you know. Um, so they, they, they've known each other from jujitsu for a few years. Mm-hmm. And then when we started dating naturally, we met. And uh, he never really told us about this. And uh, which which I respected because he was never like, yeah. hey, you guys need to get into this. So finally, we we bugged him so much one day. He's like, hey, look, at, uh, you know, this is what I do. And we're like, oh, I might as well try it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, got some capital. And Kat has really good credit. Um I got it in the Navy, so my credit was oh yeah, shit. dude, dude. But uh, <laughs> most yeah, that's the story for most people. Yeah, so so we 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 jumped into it, and we're like, hey, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. What's the money doing in the bank anyway? And uh, saw results pretty quick. Got our return of our initial investment mm-hmm. that it cost us in about seven months. So we were super happy. Um, and yeah, I've, I mean, I talk about it all the time yeah, in my stories. I, yeah, now. I know. I'm sure a lot of people just skip through. But oh, uh, <laughs> you'd be surprised, actually. Like, I actually, you know, even though I haven't jumped into it yet, I mean, I've been kind of learning from you as you've been talking. And like, I follow um, Joseph on his page too, Amazon Pays. And dude, like, he's a wealth of knowledge, even in those little snippets. And yeah. it's very motivational too, um, just to see kind of where he is in the given day. I mean, he's living in Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think he's actually, well, he's here right now. He actually, oh, that's cool. him that pulled up outside. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get to meet him. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Um, yeah. Right on. But, but yeah, he's kind of home base is Florida. Mm-hmm. Cool. But uh, he's got, he's got that van here too. So we're all, dude. we're all, uh, just, we're all traveling and stuff. So that's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah, with, with, so if somebody wants to get into automation and this is totally a plug, like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to plug this. Okay. <laughs> What what do they need to do? What's what's the step by step process to to join if they if they wanted to do that with with you guys? Um, it's pretty simple. I you know I people usually DM me. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me just because everyone has social right. media. Right. So just DMing. Um, send them a fax. Yeah yeah send, yeah send me page me please. <laughs> um, so yeah I use just a DM and and I have some information that I give to people usually because mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want people to, to get in over their head. Oh yeah, yeah, so for sure. I usually give people information. I got a few a few informational videos that they should watch and a contract that they should read, obviously to see sure. what it entails. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, if it's if it feels like it's a good fit for them, mm-hmm. then boom, it's it's pretty quick. Uh, that being said, um, it, it it isn't for everyone. You yeah, know? no, it that's, isn't. That's just the thing. I sure. I've uh, I've turned people away a lot of times mm-hmm. uh, just because it is a, a couple important things are to have a, a you know an investment mindset, a business entrepreneur mindset mm-hmm. of this isn't something that, uh, this isn't crypto that you yeah. might toss a hundred dollars yeah. into you, and become you're a starting, <laughs> you're starting a business. And so with every business, there's capital involved. Yes. Right. That, yes. And that's kind of the, mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there is always an initial yeah. investment with this stuff and that's with anything. Like yeah. if you wanted to start a hair salon, if you wanted to, to start a car repair it, business, exactly. e-commerce, it's the same thing. It's just a little more hands off. Yes. So to speak. Yeah, absolutely. So, so some of the important things, um, for people that, that are interested, right? Definitely capital being, being comfortable with making, uh, the initial investment and, you know, not, not seeing that back for a while. Um, typically it's, it's well within a year, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's great ROI. Um, yeah, that's great. Cause, uh, you know, if you look at most business models, especially brick and mortar, you're not seeing a profitable business if it doesn't fail usually in three to five years. Exactly. So, 
it is pretty cool. It is pretty quick uh, turnaround, but definitely having that mindset mm-hmm. of, okay, this, this is something that is going to have longevity and I'm looking at this down the road two, three years from now, of what course. it's going to do for me and my kids and how mm-hmm. it's going to set us up. Um, good credit scores is actually oh, pretty yeah. essential. Yeah, for sure. Cause, uh, most clients actually, the, the team will float sales on credit cards, which is cool. Cause yeah. you can actually get a lot of benefits from mm-hmm. racking up sky mile points. Or, oh, for sure. Like our Amazon card is attached to one of our stores, mm-hmm. um, like a prime card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we looked at the other day, we had like 700 bucks or something. Oh, on dude. Amazon store. Oh, like from return credit tech. things that yeah, you can exactly. get from the sales and so, purchases and stuff. Um, but yeah, those, those, those couple things right there. And, um, uh, like, like I said, having that, that clear mindset of, Hey, yeah. this, is, this is something that's going to be beneficial in the it's, long run. It's long term. Mm-hmm. It's not like you said, it's not like your, your, I like your example with, it's not crypto where you just throw a couple hundred bucks in it and you, you and make, you might, make $50 yeah. back. You know, it's, it's not that kind of thing. Like yeah. you, you do a big investment, like the return on investment is larger because it's, it's long term, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. And, and like I said, the, the, the main, the main point behind it and what, what's really, what really intrigued me about it and is what has kind of inspired me to, you know, you could say I, I'm like a glorified affiliate. For, yeah, sure. For yeah, Joseph, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I promote it a lot. And the reason I feel comfortable doing that is just because of my personal experience. Mm-hmm. A couple of my friends, have, you know, that I've done it to have, have great, great experiences too. great numbers have received their ROI. And um, it's cool knowing that there's something out there like right. that, mm-hmm. that can free up you know, we're all about financial freedom. Oh yeah, so, for sure. And, and whatever that looks like, whatever that looks like, it looks different for everyone, but yeah. That's cool. I'm sure that's. Yeah. So, so with all of that stuff, I mean, you say, I mean, all the, Joseph's clients, they probably come from all over the country, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, do you have sure. any international people? We do actually. Yeah. We do. Cool. Yeah. So we got, we got some people in Mexico. Um, okay. Yeah. And then I think we have some Canadians and then, um, I don't know besides that, but yeah, all good, man. Yeah, no, that's really cool. So yeah, I, I, I know that Joseph had people do like an affiliate link. Does that help if I like put that in the description for people to go and look at? I don't. Yeah. Well, so that that's, yeah, that's a link. We're actually working on that link right now. Um, for people that, that send over people, gotcha. like let's say you had a friend yes, and you sent that friend over, we'd make sure, okay. Adan sent, you mm-hmm. know, Jorge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jorge got you know six stores. Why you, why, why he got to Jorge. Jorge got six stores because he's in the cartel and he has the money. <laughs> he's got his. I don't coke, to add his, that. his coke money. No, yeah. good. Um, but uh, so that way we can make sure to actually get you. Yeah. Some, okay. Some yeah, and I think I, so. I think I have one. So yeah, that I'll ass. I'll throw that in the description. Yeah, and be sure to mention Alex and myself and everything. And I'm gonna pay you in pesos though. Pe- yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah. perfect. Actually, I prefer yen. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tacos. Tacos. Yeah, yeah. Tacos and, and mariscos. Yes. Mm, yeah. That's good pay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, aside from all of that, I mean, um, so, as far as, like, Amazon, they, you could, they can do different stores in there, too. Like, there's Amazon, Walmart. Mm-hmm. What, what, is there anything else? Yeah. Like, so, you guys are um, working on? We, we, are, we are working on Facebook, but the two that are that are up and running um, and that are most profitable are, are A, Walmart, mm-hmm. and B, Amazon. And we're actually, we're really excited. We are testing right now um, some new programs mm-hmm. for Facebook, or sorry, for um, Walmart and Amazon. Oh, cool. Uh, they're going to be higher buy-ins, but they're going to have higher profit margins, oh. uh, lower risk factors mm-hmm. and stuff. So mm-hmm. we're excited about that. That that should be live hopefully this next month. Dude, um, that's so cool. So yeah, that'll be, that'll be something to stay tuned yes. for. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Check out, I'll, I'll, there'll be lots of, of, of Instagram handles in the description. Yeah. Be sure to just 
follow all of them yep. for, for this information. Um, I think a lot of people nowadays are, are searching for that financial freedom, you know, and, and so I think this is a really good opportunity to jump into, but like you said, there is a vetting process. I mean, it's not for everybody. Um, don't be disappointed if it's not, if it's just not for you. That's okay. You know, yeah. there's other, there's other things. Yeah. You sometimes can it's not the right, you yeah, know, right timing. Not fit. Yeah, so. exa exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, yeah, that's great. So you, you guys know, um, so, so speaking of, of you guys, you guys do a lot of fitness, right? Like you, you like I, I, you say you guys. I, I'm saying you and your girlfriend. You know, <laughs> mostly her. <laughs> okay, okay, but but I mean, I see I see your stories, and you're on the you got the gym and, yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, do you do you have like a workout regimen that you do or? Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll be straight up honest. Mm -hmm. Right now, if I could work out, then uh -huh. it's then I'm happy. Sure. So yeah. okay, <laughs> just okay. with with uh, you know current current life and stuff. But yeah. she does. She has a very kick-ass program yeah um she's on that app which i think it's called playbook yeah so yeah that's a big it. fitness mm -hmm. app yep so cat cat lawyer i think is her name on on there that's cool um, but uh yeah so she she's been doing a lot of kettlebell stuff actually lately it's pretty cool yeah dude. she just swings around this friggin' metal ball and is in great shape so it that's works <laughs> like i always wondered that like I, i've tried kettlebell for a lot of the time that i've i've worked out in my life but like I don't know. Maybe it's just like I need to make it heavier or something like that because I'm just like swinging it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah, I know. I but, feel I mean, yeah, but there, yeah. There, there's an art to it, I guess. I guess. I, so. I, I'm like, ah, oh, my back hurts. Yeah. So there's yeah. definitely an art to it. If yeah. I'm doing it wrong, I should probably consult with her and see. Yeah. But yeah, so you, she owned a gym. And I, I could probably have her on in the podcast in the future. But yeah. Um, I mean, can you tell me a little bit about that? I mean, is she with her gym and stuff? I mean, is. Yeah. So she, so she ran actually the top. Um, all women's boot camp in, in San Diego that's, County. That's pretty bad. So I, probably in so, all Southern California. I don't know of another of another all women's boot camp in Southern California that that had the success she did. Mm -hmm. um, so she ran that for about six years, mm -hmm. and uh, just crushed it. Had I think she had like twenty five hundred clients come through her doors and, and have real results. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, obviously it was time to close the doors yeah. and go online. That's unfortunate, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, she's still teaching classes right now. Yeah, so she she does um like I said, she has the app. Yeah, that's right. Playbook and she and just she uploads a lot of content to it and like meal programs mm -hmm. and people and pay like a subscription. Exactly, it's like an OnlyFans for <laughs> for, for it's like an fitness, yes. yeah, for fitness nerds. You know, like they open up to fitness now. I'm sure. The, I'm sure the they did. So gosh, that that whole platform is yeah. just so weird. It's it it is, it is interesting though. I kind of it, though. kind of on that uh kind of on that note about um of fitness is, yeah. is the way, and not just the fitness industry, the gun industry, oh, yeah. um, are, are being oversaturated with so many, and I mean this in the most respectful way, but so many unqualified people. Mm -hmm. And that's been frustra frustrating for her. Um, she, you know, kind of like home, home built, like very all natural, doesn't yes. really supplement. Yeah. Um, and has just absolutely worked her ass off for, for everything she has. Mm hmm and uh, <laughs> you get the you get the girl up the street that's nineteen and and just drinks fraps all day and it yeah. goes right to her butt and oh, now dude. she has a booty program. And... Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's the thing. Like, it's hard to vet like what, yeah. what like on 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 social media because like you can basically present yourself however you oh, want. Yeah. And so you you probably see that a lot in the fitness industry where you get these influencers that maybe work out twice a week if that, and they look good naturally. 
dude, I, I see it at the gym. It's yeah. like, it's like sad. Like I, I see probably here more setting, in Utah County, man, set, setting up Jeez. their, their film equipment. Oh, yeah. And then they'd like, they do a couple like little friggin' random bend overs with their booty bands and then they're, they're gone. And I'm like, oh, damn, damn. They're, they're probably making 12 grand a month. Yeah, dude. I just <laughs> need to, I just need to do like an only fans with just my feet. Maybe that'll get right? some, Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like people I, are, I, do they have one for like love handles? Cause I have these beautiful love. Dude, handles. there's only one way to find out. <laughs> That's you, true. Yeah. You post, you post yeah. those pictures of your midriff. Yep. I, <laughs> someone's going to steal that idea of become a millionaire. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And here we are, you know, just whatever but yeah so dude that that's crazy though like with the with the fitness industry i mean i i've i haven't really interviewed a whole lot of people that are in that industry i know you're you really aren't in the industry Mm -hmm. but you're affiliated with people that are yeah um and so like i don't know it's just it's just one of those things that it's very similar to the gun industry where it's like saturated with just like you've got your fuds people that like the old school you mm-hmm. know type of yep you know and then you've got the new people that are doing like all these cool new programs mm-hmm. eating clean eating things and and all this stuff and then you've got like the people that just kind of do it casually every now and again you know yeah you know, it's, it can translate over pretty well just like any other hobby but no it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's true it's um it's interesting you know i always i always tell people hey fitness and and um and self-defense i think are two things that everyone Oh yeah, should you know actively be working on oh, every, for sure. every week at least once a week. Yes, um, and there are two things that once again very saturated. You gotta do kind of do your research, do your due diligence. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like it's funny you bring that up because I've brought that up in a lot of other episodes where you know these these people they'll buy all these guns, but you know they can't even you know run down the driveway without yeah. heavy breathing yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> i can't say that i'm in perfect shape whatsoever not even close but you know i at least try to make the effort to just go to the gym yeah get my heart rate up for a good hour and a half you know something like yeah. that um but man i just feel i it's it's integral to the to the, to the training yeah, you can't you yeah. can't neglect one or no, the other you can't no. you can't because i mean who you're gonna be no help to anybody when you things do get real you yeah. do have to use a firearm to do something and then all of a sudden you pull a muscle as you're walking down the sidewalk yeah you know, exactly. or jogging down the sidewalk exactly. and it sucks and it seems like you know being in your dad's office i'm seeing like all these pictures and i wish you guys could all see this but um i yeah, mean he actually has i wanted to, to point out damn, i don't know if we have it up yeah but he has he has a quote one of, one of my favorite quotes he has a lot of quotes um it's not about use one of his favorites. Uh, yeah. We talk about that a little bit, but uh, one of one of his quotes is probably my favorite for training, kind of mm-hmm, on that mm-hmm. subject, is um, "As you train, so shall you fight." Oh. Um. So and and I've heard that kind of in different, you know, in different wording. Yeah. Multiple times. I like that. People. But as you train, so shall you fight. So that goes along with what we're talking about. Is um, you know, you see you see a lot of people that. They buy the cool stuff or buy the newest gear or yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's great. Don't get me wrong. Like I love that. I'm a, I'm a kind of a junkie myself. Yeah. Um, but you do something with it. Exactly. <laughs> train, exactly. train, 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 train for a realistic situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, there's, there's, I think there's also a fine line in, in, um, in defense where you're having f- like having fun or I shouldn't mm-hmm. say self-defense, but just classes or courses you're taking. Yeah where it's fun and then it's realistic yes. and there's nothing wrong with either. I think both are awesome, right? Like exactly. I lo- it's fun to go around and run a gun with your kit yeah. and your buddies and your helmet and your, and your, and your nods and yeah. mag change and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also too, right. 
you're probably not going to be at the mall and have time to toss on your kit. Definitely not. When, you know, yeah. some creep opens yeah, it's, up. Yeah, it's always interesting to think about, like, what, during a range day, what am I training for? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I think the bulk of us, when we go to the range, especially here in Utah, we're training, like, oh, you know, if we throw on kit, we throw on helmet, if we if we have one, mm-hmm. you know, nods, all that stuff. What are you training for? Are you training to do an op at, you know, like a night op? Like, what do you, what, I, I, I get the appeal here. Yeah. Don't, 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 I'm on the, I, I'm just It's playing, fun as hell. I'm playing devil's, adv- I'm playing <laughs> yeah. devil's yeah. advocate here. Yeah. But I, I, I'm saying like, what you really need to think about, okay, have I done enough reps with my concealed carry gun? Yes. Have I done enough reps with like, you know, can I sprint down, run back, pop a few shots without, you know, being too out of breath. Like, does that being out of, is being out of breath affecting how I'm shooting? You know, like, so that's when you realize like, how is my fitness doing? How's my body doing? And, uh, you know, I've had some reality checks in the past six months. I got, I strained a muscle by stepping in a freaking, uh, what is it called? A badger hole at a family cabin playing capture the flag. (laughs) And like, I was out of it for two months. Um, and it was, it sucked. Yeah. It sucked because I realized, oh, dang it. Like, I don't, I'm not where I want to be Yeah, you know, physically. Yeah. And you know, I like that. I like that quote that, that you said, cause it, it's true. You, you only fill up the tank or you, you can only draw from the t- a tank that's full Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? or right. whatever you put into that tank. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's kind of that same, same thing. So that's really cool that, that, um, that your dad kind of had things like that. And I always liked when he was alive, I, I always loved seeing his Instagram story cause he would always have that little, little tidbits of, of knowledge yep. and, and just like, uh, those quotes and it always made me, it made him very relatable. Yeah. You know? He was a, he was a, he was a good dude. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really sad that I didn't get to meet him, but, um, so his background, he, he was a, he started off as a police officer, right? Yeah. Here in Utah. No, no. So it's actually a, he has a, he has a very, very unique story. Um, I'm leaving it up to you to tell the story. Yeah, too. I got, yeah, I got yeah, you. I'll, I'll give yeah. you guys kind of his, his background and then we can uh, go from there because it, a lot of, a lot of really interesting yeah. things that occurred in his life. I, 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 so he became a, a cop uh, for North Las Vegas when he was, mm. let's see, 22 or 23. So he was a young dude. Um, and usually, especially in those big cities like mm-hmm. Vegas, LA, Chicago, it usually takes, I think, five plus years on patrol till you can even try out for SWAT, sometimes longer. That's right. So at the time, it was the 90s. Uh, they're having a lot of uh, gangs growing rapidly. Vegas was super violent in the yes. 90s. Very, a very. Lot of, a lot of places were. Yeah. Like, whole, like, 80s and 90s. Yeah. Really big problems with uh, heroin mm-hmm. and meth mm-hmm. and PCP and all that fun stuff. Um, and a lot of cartel presence was just starting to show up. A lot, a lot of gangs and cartel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's interesting because so. Las Vegas is kind of like a hotbed because it's a it's a crossroads it is. for a lot of it different is. you know different so, areas: California, Arizona, New Mexico, yeah. it, it, you know, Utah. Inter- interesting fact too: yeah. U- Utah is actually a pretty big corridor that no one knows about. Um, it's so true. I've gotten a, some some intel, I guess you could say, about mm-hmm. things that have happened just down the street. So that's that's crazy. We talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um. So yeah. So he was a cop in Vegas, and he was on for only two years, I believe, and they threw him on the SWAT team. Oh. Because he was super super fit, athletic, really fast. No one got away from him. Um, collegiate athlete. Yeah, for sure. And um, you know this little this little paisa that mm-hmm. no one could outrun or outclimb or anything, and spoke perfect Spanish. Yeah. He grew up speaking Spanish. Um, and, and Portuguese from his mission, but cool. especially the Spanish, right. With, at the time where I would say probably 
three quarters of the raids they were doing were in his Hispanic homes, right? Mostly Mexican, yeah. that, that were you know Mexican yeah. Mongols what, or, mm-hmm. or or MS thirteen or whatever. So they they had a, a really big need for someone that could speak Spanish, and just so happened you know here he is this little like five foot seven, <laughs> at best he he would tell you he's five foot eight. It was hilarious. Oh jeez. He always like he sounds like, he sounds he, like my uncle. He, he's like son, aren't you like six foot? I'm like dad, I'm five nine. He's like no, you got to be because I'm, I'm five eight. So you got to be like six foot. I'm like no, dude, you're five six. And it, it <laughs> probably progressively got taller. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so he he was a short little athletic dude that spoke Spanish. So I was like, dude, let's throw this guy at his point. Yeah. Um, and he just crushed it as a point man. Oh, that's cool. Just crushed it. So he did thousands and thousands of real world operations. Mm-hmm. Like they were running a couple ops a night oh, for sure. in Vegas in those years. Um, obviously made a lot of connections in the community. He taught SWAT schools and uh, kind of when he started to get his foot into um, other stuff like yeah. contracting, uh-huh. he taught a SWAT school to a bunch of team guys, a bunch of SEALs. That's cool. Um, this is like... I want to say late nineties. Mm-hmm. So the seals weren't this like, they weren't all popular no, and, and like, no. you know, the poster children of, the, of they, badassness. Yeah. They, they were meant to, they, they were, they started off as kind of like, okay, these guys are seals. I, I don't think people like to be known as seals back then too. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Like it, they didn't really care to, yeah, it was because it, it, it wasn't it, popular. It, yet. Yeah. It was, it was, it was more low key. Um, so he, uh, he taught some schools and just kind of got his name mm-hmm. out there. Um, you guys want to hear a funny story real quick? Yes. <laughs> so, do you know who Dick Marcinko is? Sounds familiar. No, I do. I don't think I do though. He's uh like the plank owner of SEAL Team Six. Yes. Dude with okay. the long, yeah, 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 with yeah, the long yeah, yeah. hair. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. Yeah. Kind of looks like a, a crossover of Willie uh-huh. Nelson and like someone else. I don't. I don't know who. Yeah. But anyway, cra- crazy guy. Crazy guy. Um, but uh, my dad was teaching one of these SWAT schools, and uh, they had some cameras there. And Dick Marcinko was just putting on a show, which he's infamous for. Mm-hmm. So he was he was telling the SWAT dudes, he's like, you go in there and you just throw grenades out and flashbangs and spray the room and ask questions later. Gosh, and uh, and my dad's like, ah, we're kind of in the United States of America. You know, we can't be doing that to our own citizens. I know. So my dad called them out. Even if they're bad people. Yeah, like, yeah, like exactly. Willy nilly. So, so my dad's like, you know, with all due respect, sir, I'm, I'm, I'm the point man on the SWAT team. And like, we, we have a lie, but we have to account for every round. This isn't Vietnam anymore. Right. Um, this isn't Red Cell or whatever the program that he ran sure. is. And uh, he, oh, he snapped at my dad. Oh, um, man, he's here right between years. You're a young guy. And then um, later on, his, another plank owner of SEAL Team 6, Chris Karachi. Uh, he's been on Nat Geo multiple times. Like, yeah. They, they tased him once on Nat Geo and he actually pulled out the, the prongs and he just like started. I don't know if you, I don't know if yeah, you saw yeah, that I have, it was seen, like I have that, seen that I've seen clips that of human it. science thing so yeah that was um that that was cool he, he came up to my dad after and um kind of took him under his wing and taught him a whole bunch of tactics oh that's he's cool. like hey look at you're you're a cool kid you know you're, you've got potential yeah you got potential <laughs> yeah so um so yeah so my dad just kind of built those relationships as time yeah. went on uh we moved to Seattle in 2000, I think. Yeah, it was 2000. Okay. And he he joined the King County Sheriff's Department as a deputy. Then 9/11 happened, mm-hmm. and he actually created their counterterrorism unit. So that's, that's cool. We, we were there for a few years. He he didn't really like being a cop there, as you can imagine, going from cowboy country in Vegas to very very urban, you know, urban, very liberal, um, not not supportive of law enforcement. You know, yeah, even then too. Yeah, yeah. even then, um, I can't imagine it now. But oh yeah. So moved to Utah and um, 
Yeah, one, he went to Shot Show one day, and he's uh, one of his buddies from the SWAT team, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Matt uh, Matt Willett, um, pulled him aside, and um, or actually, sorry, back up. I think he invited him to Shot Show, and this guy used to be a Green Beret, cool. and then they're on the SWAT team together. And this guy has some crazy stories. So they go to this this dinner, and he's like, "Hey, Dave, these a bunch of team guys want to have dinner." And my dad's like, oh, "Okay, cool." And he's sitting at this table. Mm-hmm. With, these big names, um, some some plank owners, master chiefs at Dev grew, like some big, cool. like some big dudes, big, not, big you know, names, yeah, yeah. So not guys that just got pinned or anything. Like these guys have been around the block. Some of these dudes were nom, some mm-hmm. um, you know, Gulf War and all that. So uh, they're like, hey, we would love for you to come out to Iraq, and you know, teach some of your urban skills because who better you know yeah because he's, he's then, seen then, it all then, and, then a point man mm-hmm. in, in a big city who's doing multiple operations a night because we just went from you know the last big war we had fought was vietnam where mm-hmm. we really didn't have to have that accountability totally different war yeah. <laughs> totally different yeah. you know you know guerrilla warfare and now we're in this war where hey people have cell phone everyone has a cell mm-hmm. phone or a camera even though you know this is talking like oh three at this point um so you know cell phone cameras had just come around mm-hmm. And there was liability at that point. Yeah, you couldn't sure. just clear room and go, whoops. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, he went over there and just absolutely crushed it. And Dude. he did that for about 10 years consecutively. Yeah. Iraq, uh, Afghanistan, and Africa. Yeah. And then, so how does Brazil, he, he's been down, he had been down to Brazil a lot too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what did he, he, he kind of doing the same thing, training special ops. Yeah. So, people. so yeah, in Brazil, um, he actually was training their, I can't remember the exact name of the unit, but it's their federal yeah, police. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. It's, uh... yeah there's I a... mean, it, it just says Policia Civil. Yeah. So, so it's just a, yeah. but, um, but mostly they're, they're advanced. They're advanced that's cool. units. So yeah. Yeah. That's um, cool. Yeah. We're looking at a little badge here. That, that... <laughs> He's got a, this is his Vegas one. And then that is his, uh, King County Sheriff's yeah, Department. That's it. Seattle. And then, uh, he, they actually, I think he just signed like a couple papers and they made him a cop down there in Brazil. No so, way. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got the qualifications. He yeah, has his own badge. Yeah, you know, spe- and speaks Portuguese. He, and uh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. so they're like, yo, Dave, we want you to, you know, you're teaching us stuff, but come ride with us. Yeah, be, be an honorary. So here, here he is in the favelas and uh, he had a lot of fun. A lot of I fun bet he did. That. So where where did he serve his mission? Do you, um, yeah, Sao, the north part of Sao Paulo. Okay, so yeah. it probably he's probably had seen some rough areas. Oh yeah, then. yeah. He 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 actually the first time he ever disarmed someone was on his mission. Nice. Well, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah they got an altercation and uh, and they disarmed a dude and um, yeah, crazy crazy story. But uh, so he he went to brazil usually about twice a year mm-hmm. with the brazilians up here yeah um for for sniper school and stuff that's and, cool uh, yeah tons and tons of fun he loved them great people dude yeah Amazing. i i can imagine like because latinos in general like brazilians i think are another breed of latinos yeah you know but i think <laughs> uh but i think they still they still want you know their freedoms they still want you know what we want i mean yeah. they're human beings you know and and I think going down there and, and being able to teach people like that in those situations, I think he's, he imparted probably a lot of good information for them that they're still probably utilizing today. Yeah. Right. You oh, a hundred, a hundred percent. I, uh, I, I, I still get messages to this day from, from our, we call them our Brazilian family. Right. Yeah. Um, thanking my dad, thanking, thanking us for, for, you know, like letting him borrow my dad. Uh, and they, they've credited him, 
uh, for saving their lives mm-hmm. countless times. Yeah. Countless yeah. times. That's cool. So, yeah. And, and, and to kind of to follow that as well, your, your sister is a police officer yeah. currently, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, so cool. The middle sister. Yeah. Is. And if, I don't, you, I, I've seen certain like little, like when, when I, I follow your oldest sister on Instagram as well. And she always seems to like say like, Oh, dad was so proud of her. Or, yeah. yeah. Or I mean, obviously, cause I mean, I've seen, I see the, the, some of the yeah, photos I, that he I, has up of her and at a, at a, at his funeral, um, during my, my speech, I uh, I said yeah, Courtney's the because uh, she spoke right before me. She's in her uniform and she's oh, got yeah. her gun. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was like, all right, it's pretty obvious. Courtney was the son my dad never had, and everyone <laughs> laughed. I was like, you know what? Damn, all of you because <laughs> they knew, Cause they it, knew was it was true. true. So uh, yeah, I, I I never had a, a big brother. Yeah, for sure. But, but I did because like Courtney, she could probably beat she you filled up too, she, right? yeah she filled that role pretty well. She yeah. she whooped my ass growing up yeah. all the time. Um, until I left on my mission. So no, that, that's cool. It's it's <laughs> yeah. interesting to see like the dyna- dynamic just from like the lens of social media, like how you guys have learned or how, how your parents, I think did a really good job of just imparting good values yeah. into you. You guys is just the three of you, right? Yep. Yeah. And so I, I mean, just the, the work ethic, you can see it and it's very yeah. evident in just what, what, what you guys do and, and all that stuff. And I, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of an inspiration to me. Cause I mean, I'm a, I'm a dad. I have a little almost two year old. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to do that same thing. Yeah. You know? And I don't know. It, it, it's, um, it's cool because I mean, you, you guys all have kind of this, um, I don't know from the interactions I did have with, with Dave, I, I can see that he was able to say, you know, tell you guys to work hard, even when it got difficult to yeah. do that. Yeah, you know? ab- absolutely. You know, and I, I'm, you know, I'm speaking to the choir here. He's your dad. <laughs> you, you live with him. You grew up with him. Um, but I don't know. That's just from what I've seen. I think that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast because I, I, it's kind of like having a little piece of him that I, you know, yeah, that I'm sure yeah, other absolutely. people that knew him, um, can see as well so i don't know yeah Yeah. no we we were we were very very fortunate in that in that aspect Mm -hmm. um because he he taught us from a very young age that we weren't normal and that we were supposed to be normal you know what i mean (laughs) you were not normal. (laughs) yeah he said some other choice words for sure yeah for sure um but uh but no yeah he made he made that known to us that we weren't like mediocrity wasn't really an option Mm -hmm. in the yeah oh yeah oh yeah um and i know there's a lot of other parents that that teach that so that's awesome but that's yeah, that was that was cool growing up. No, nothing to me uh, seemed far fetched, you know, because Every, of it. everything was achievable. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It was just oh, you just got to put in, yeah. put in the time, and you know, mm-hmm. and and have sincere work ethic. Um, yeah, dude. So, as far as like your relationship with with your siblings, and you know, wait, let me back up a little bit. So, I don't mean to like discredit your mom in any way. I mean, because <laughs> I'm sure she was a big role yeah. in your life oh, too. Oh, yeah, Because I mean her and your dad were probably, you know, like any, any parents were on the same page most of the time, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so like, what kind of things did you learn from her? Uh, patience. She okay. Had a lot yeah. That'll, of, yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Dude, she, moms are so she, good at that. Yeah, she, most moms. She had a lot of that. Cause I mean, she had to deal with, you know, like, like I said, 10 years of my childhood, my dad wasn't physically there for probably a, a, the majority of it. Oh like yeah. He, he would be gone for sometimes nine, 10 months out of the year. Oh, um, so along, you know, it'd be year long contract, usually a hundred days mm-hmm. off and, uh, th- or a hun- hundred days on 30 days off. Ooh. So yeah, pretty, pretty nasty. Um, took a toll so, on her, I'm sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, but she did an amazing job, never complained. And so I, I got taught, you know, like pa- patience and perseverance from her mm-hmm. for sure. So I, if you ever talk to my dad, yeah. you know, they're like, yeah, yeah. people would always be like, Dave, you've raised pretty good kids and stuff. And he's like, ah, well, it wasn't me. It was Daniel. He's like, I wasn't. Actually, know. I think, I think, uh, somebody did bring that up because somebody said they knew you or, or, um, one of your, one of your sisters, but they were like, oh, he's like, yeah, yeah, they're good kids. Uh, and just like that. Yeah. He's like, he's like, it's not all me. He's like, it was mostly my wife. And, yeah. and then that's all he said. Cause I think him and Omar had been talking about that. And you're familiar okay. with Omar. Yeah. I take it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, that's cool. Like she seems like a really nice, nice lady. And, um, I'm sure, um, uh, you did learn a lot of patience. I mean, I know I did from my mom, yeah. you know, and I didn't know I definitely can do better. I mean, my wife definitely teaches my, me a lot of patience and she's the mother of my child. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can see that, but, um, she, so she's teaching a lot of the UTAC courses now, right? Or like she's uh, helping with fi- it. Yeah. Mostly fight back. Okay. So, oh, so fight back. The, That's right. the main two uh, companies my dad was running at the time were UTactical and fight back. Fightback so, Nation. so UTactical yeah. is mostly um, training. So that's a company that would like that would go train the Brazilian firearms training, fi- firearms yeah, tactical training. Okay, cool. Uh, consulting, whatever. Yeah. And then fight back is mostly women's empowerment classes and so cool. and um, active shooter like prevention classes. Yeah, that's right. And they've done a teachers, lot of so. yeah teachers and uh, staff and faculty we, all that stuff. Right. We've actually is uh, pretty proud of this. Um, he's taught or he's trained over I think seventy five hundred teachers now. Oh, from start to now. Okay. Yeah. For, um, wow. For, you know, in in the span of however many. Yeah, years. in in just a few years, and um, you know, an active shooter, mm-hmm. like what to do in 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 the yeah. event of an active shooter. Dude, so that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I I know I I know a bunch of teachers that actually were in some of the training classes, and they spoke nothing but good things. I mean, even teachers that were kind of on the fence. Yeah. Of doing it, like they just did it because oh, it's it's mm-hmm. available. Let's let's all do it together, yeah. and just so they can be informed. Yep. You know. And they loved it. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was one of his main, I, I like to think that's one of his main life missions Yeah. Uh, was empowering. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a really good job with that, whether it was just verbally or teaching someone yeah. how, to, how to be yeah. lethal with a gun or with your, with, with your hands. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, there was, a, I can't remember her name. I'm terrible with names, but I saw him post a store, a girl that owns an organization that teaches women how to fight. Um, she was on the fence about guns in general. And then she met your dad. Mm-hmm. And he introduced her to like, okay, hey, you need to even the playing field by having me training with a firearm. I can't remember the page. I, I want to say it was, it's it's local to Utah. Here. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. There's there's two though that there's, I think there's it might a couple. Be. Yeah. So it's hard to say which one, but but that's that has happened mm-hmm. dozens of times. Yeah, I was gonna say where people come to a class and they're super hesitant, um, or they don't they don't want to let's. Uh, say like face that reality that it's something that could happen of course naturally right we don't we want to shut that out as humans but um they always leave i've we've never had someone be like this is bullshit um yeah they always leave they'll be feel, polite and at least stay through the whole thing yeah right? and, and and uh they always feel more informed and that's that's the biggest thing is getting that information out there mm-hmm. um so that people aren't victims anymore mm-hmm. that's that's why it's called fight back nation right um because your 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 odds increase so much Mm-hmm. If you fight back, if you don't fight back, you're dead. Like it's yeah. just, or you let so, others die. Yeah. And th- just by fighting back, even if you do die, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd rather, 
I'd rather fight back and, and yeah. maybe you know, be, be remembered. Save. Oh, he, yeah. he put up a fight and he at least stopped him or yeah. hindered the, the person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. Uh, and then your dad, he wrote a book. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. Right Victim. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Yes. Let's see if we get that in the camera. Victims no more. I think you can still find it on uh, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's all so, there. Yeah. Um, and I'll link. Website. I'll link actually. You tacticals uh, website in the description. There'll be a ton of different things I'll put down there. But be sure to check that out too, because I, I have yet to buy that book. Because actually, I forgot it existed yeah. until today, because I saw it up on the shelf here. But um, I think it it uh, it's gonna be a good read. So, yeah. Yeah. Be sure to check it, it is out. It's definitely a good read. Yeah. So, so that's cool. And uh, so what, what is it about? If I... It's uh, just pretty much the, the psychology behind um, like active shooters, active shootings, mm-hmm. how we can prevent them and how we can fight back and not be victims. I mean, the title's you know, victims no victims more. Victims no more, of course. Um, so so the, main, the main point of the book is explaining how we can create a culture of, of fighting back. And that is honestly the... Uh, I guess you could say the, the the biggest way to prevent this these things from happening because people one of the most common questions my dad gets all the time and and this is the main drive I would say behind fight back and the book is Dave when is it going to stop like you know these whether it's shootings, shootings at schools or, yeah. or you know mass shootings in general when is it going to stop when is this violence going to stop my dad's when we stand up um, you know one of the things and I think he talks about it in the first few pages of his book is if you right now in this day and age if you go on and, and there's YouTube videos, um, you know, happens every year still. You go onto a plane now in twenty twenty one and you say you have a bomb or you're taking over the plane, hey, nice last thirty seconds of your life because you're about to get sat on by everyone. Yes. Or get your throat stepped in. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, not, e- even in such a uh, a kind of soft America that oh, we live in, yeah, you're not going to get on a plane and take one over. I mean, you get a Karen <laughs> mad enough, you know, on a dude. on a plane, dude. Like, I just want to get to my destination. Like, she will yeah. literally drop kick you. Yeah, like, like dude, I, you see all these people, like even like the whole cancel culture portion of it too. Like, you see people like not wearing masks and everybody gangs up yeah. on them. Just yeah. think if somebody like had a gun. You know, oh, yeah. on, a, on a plane or saying they were hijacking, yeah. dude, those same people yeah. probably be on them because they, yeah. they don't want to see another 9-11. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and that's that's the whole point. I mean, we haven't had barely any, if any, yeah. hijacking, yeah. like successful hijackings in America yeah. since Thank September goodness. 11th. Yeah. Um, and that's because of that. So so my dad explains that. And that's that's really the mindset behind um you know, behind, behind fight back and teaching mm-hmm. people to fight back is you know, the, these, these things will stop once people receive resistance. Yep. They're yeah. Because and, obviously they've, they've become brazen enough to, to, to want to do something like take something over or to, to harm you or your family or mm-hmm. whatever. They see you as a, like, for example, if you're a, you know, a, a mom walking with her three kids from out of the grocery store, this guy decides to rob you are you ready to fight back? Are you ready to do not be the victim or yeah. let your children be victim? Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. That's, that's a great, great mindset. Yeah. I always, I, I always love what's, what is the, I always, I, I love seeing the quote at ready gunner. So for a little bit of background, there's there at ready gunner, one of the, uh, the ranges here in Utah, uh, they paid homage to, to Dave by putting up a plaque in one of his, it was his favorite booth, right? Uh, so Almost. it was actually the last lane we shot in on the day, the day oh, he passed actually cool. Me and him had shot in that lane. That's cool. So we kind of christened yeah. it. I'm sure he didn't have a favorite, but I'm sure he loved going there yeah, regardless. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a quote there. Do you know the quote off the top of my head? I, I, I don't want to misquote oh, it. Yeah, um, 
it's one of his longer ones. Yeah. So let me let me see if I can find it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Because there uh, might be a picture of it on uh, uh, something about. Um, where would I find it? That would be on Ready Gunners, maybe. Let me see. Or I could even go back to UTech, but we don't have. I'll, I'll I can put it down in in the description below. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's basically like. It kind of goes along along the lines of that. It's not about you, right? What mm-hmm. what is what does he what does he mean by that when he says it's not about you? Um, yeah, I guess, I, it's kind of a, a, a broader statement, but it that was probably his most staple, like um, his staple saying, yeah, for sure, <laughs> if you would in life, just because when uh you know when you make it not about you, um, it's crazy what you can accomplish, right? Right. When when, when you make it about others, um, yeah, it's it's uh you're always going to succeed so he actually okay. he has he has a video yeah he does and um, actually with the saying i'm gonna find it and i'm yeah. gonna actually put it in in the podcast i'm oh, just gonna put be, it right yeah, in the that, middle that'd be awesome um that way people can watch it and they can also mm-hmm. um see it because he was interviewed by the news and he said it in the news too i think on one of the news channels yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. One, one of the last uh voice notes he actually sent to my mom um, yeah, the last voice note, like I believe on the day that he passed, um, he, he said he was, he was teaching actually, um, he was teaching a, a troubled youth group. So it's, a, it's this group of kids and they do this certain type of court where if they do it for a yeah. couple hours, they don't have to do community service, something like that. Right. It's like a, like a rehab type of uh, yeah. giving back so, to the community that you've taken from type thing. Yeah. So, so he, he, they asked him, Hey, will you come speak at this? So he went and spoke and that was his whole point was, Hey, make it not about you. Um, make, make, make the rest of your life not about you. So he said, um, and he sent this voice note to my mom he said, when you, and you'll put it in, but you know, when you, when you put others first, you will always succeed and your failures will be, mm-hmm. you know, a lot easier to take something like that. Um, so that was, that was, yeah, one of his big, like, um, what, what's that word? Mantras or mantra. Whatever, yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Like that, that, yeah. He, that he lived by in life. And, um, he was happy because of it. Mm. So that that's one thing. Dave, why are you always happy? People always ask, why are you always happy? And honestly, it's because he was always doing something for someone else. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. So. I, I remember the two interactions that I had with him. I mean, he was he, he was like super happy to see everybody. He like he like gave you a handshake. He pulled you in, gave mm-hmm. you a little you know you know back pat. Um, yeah, it, it was very warm and welcoming because I you know when you go to a, like a training class or something like that, you always feel very intimidated by all yeah. everybody else that's there, especially the trainers. No, with that that wasn't the case. But yeah, yeah, he seemed very very to that you know very driven by that mantra. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, totally. And uh, yeah, I remember you know growing up like as a kid, you're you're selfish naturally. Sure. Yeah. Selfish little shit. I mean, uh, there's there's forty year olds <laughs> that are just that haven't grown up. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of them, yeah. um, unfortunately. But especially when you're a kid, it's it's natural to be selfish. And um, I remember like uh, it was almost a daily thing, and we would actually like joke about it. Mm-hmm. Like we pretend to get mad at each other. Yeah. Uh, us kids. Oh, yeah. Was, it, my oh, yeah. dad. My dad would always say like, "What did you do for someone else? Have you done anything for anyone else today? Did you?" do something for your mom you know he'd kind of get a little aggressive about it but it but it's true he was so he wanted to implement that you know pound that into our heads mm-hmm. like are you doing something daily for someone else it's yeah. not about you yeah um you know like i, I remember one time he, he chewed my ass because i didn't mow the neighbor's yard and i was like dad what do you like what are you why talking would I about do that? i was like why would he's like look at their yard he's like it's it's long you know she's 
she's recently divorced. He's like, you should be thinking of this stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm like, you know, I don't know, 17. Yeah. I'm like, I ought to be thinking about that. Yeah. Like it, that's just, that's, that's kind of like, he was trying to teach you, I think perception, like being very mm -hmm. perceptive and always thinking outside yourself. Like you yeah. said, like, it's not about you. Yeah. Thinking, Oh, like, Hey, that guy's mailbox is open. I should probably just go shut it or like, yeah. hey, hey, he just dropped a, you know, his groceries. I should go help that lady yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he'd um, always, he'd always talk about it. He's like, I don't care if it's your mess, clean it up type of thing. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And that, that, that's made, it really has made life a lot easier. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at it like that, cause then you realize how many other people, no matter what you're going through, how many other people could, could use a hand. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and, and vice versa. Yeah. You know? And that kind of goes along with like the whole, you know, like with religion too. I mean, like, um, you know, this is an LDS household, you know, and I think members of the LDS church do a really good job of like, no judgment here, man. No, no, no judgment here. Um, like, you know, help helping your neighbor, you know, not just, yeah. not just be, because not even because it's a good thing to do, but because it'll actually help you. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, it'll help you like become less selfish. You know what I mean? It's kind of the whole thing there. Um, I don't know. I, I always, I always try to think about that. It's, it's not always easy to do that. Like, you know, when like, absolutely not when you, when you get the thought, see, I've, I've always thought about it like this, like when it's time to help somebody, it doesn't say, I don't just say to myself, I'm going to go help them right now. Yeah. You no, know, it's like, oh, it's really usually in an inconvenient time of day. Yep. I'm in a rush. Oh, but dang that lady's struggling to get that stroller out of that vehicle right now yeah like or she's she's wrangling these children and her her cart's going down the the yeah. I, don't, I don't know I'm, I'm going grocery in the realm of grocery shopping here but um you know it's like okay i think anything that kind of entices you to just do good i think that i think people need to act on that more and you don't see that a whole lot yeah. more in, anymore um which is unfortunate yeah it's, it is getting a little rare um but, uh, you know, another thing is when, when you go out of your way to do that kind of stuff, you start to surround yourself naturally, mm -hmm. kind of a magnet for those oh, yeah. type of people, um, which is, which has been interesting, um, you know, as, as, as life goes on and, and you progress and you really realize what matters, you, you know, some friends that maybe grew up with, you don't talk to as much yeah. and, um, you know, new people come into your life, yeah, but, sure. but you want to have that kind of circle. Yes. The, the kind of circle that they all have the non about you mindset. Cause yeah. Yeah, you're watching each other's back for sure. Yeah, man, that's 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 good. That's a good uh, good advice because like I always try to do that. I mean, it's it's really hard when you lose friends. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, and those friends, either either just from being separated geographically or something like that, it's really easy to like to lose friends. Just you, good people, you have a lot in common. It's just you stop talking to them. I don't know where I'm going with this, but like, you know, you get what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's kind of sucks losing friends, but you, I'm the type of person where I'll always try to make new friends Yeah. to kind of fill that void and kind of people that'll have my back. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't know. I, I, well, well as, li as life goes on, you know, you really, you really, you know, you see where people are headed and mm -hmm. uh, I think it's human nature to have this like loyalty, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Kind of, kind of going on another subject like, like culture, you know, loyalty in culture, mm -hmm. right? So whether it's with childhood friends, you're like, like they're, they're my childhood friend though. Like, I, yeah. you know, I have to keep them around. No, not, not necessarily. You know, are they, are you progressing? Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a conversation me and my girlfriend have had to have a lot. Yeah. Her, her moving from California oh, yeah. and, 
And uh, it's a big change. You know, yeah, we, we come from two very different backgrounds, very different families. Um, where, yeah, I saw that with my dad. I saw my dad always adapting and making new friends. And, mm-hmm. and he was he was always going up. Yeah. So it, it is interesting how that works. But um, I, I think culture plays a really big part. Yeah. Actually, I have a question about that. Yeah. So obviously your last <clears throat> name is Acosta. Mm-hmm. That comes from Mexico, right? Yep. Okay. What yeah. part of Mexico does your family? And who, who was the first one to come to the United Dude, States? You know what? I did my 23andMe the other day. Uh-huh. I don't know who's lying. The, the, the church genealogy website or 23andMe? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone's lying. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It, it was interesting, though. But, uh, yeah, so on my dad's side, um, we it's 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 interesting. We're actually from all over Mexico. So, I've, like I said, I've done my genealogy. And it's like... But some of the most common spots we're from... Um, like my great grandparents and mm-hmm. a few generations yeah, yeah. back are Baja California in Sanada. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So just not even an hour south of Tijuana, yeah, of the, right. of the uh-huh. California border. Um, and then, like I, I actually on on one of my branches, we were we were there like when the Spaniards came. Oh so yeah. Forever sure. ago. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I think I only got back to like the, I don't know, fourteen or thirteen hundreds or something. So, um, it gets hard. I mean, yeah. anybody that says they can get like super accurate, unless you're like, you ha- you for sure know you are related to royalty. It's hard to get back that far. Yeah. It's hard to get accurate information. No. It, it, yeah, it is. So, and then on, on the other side, um, the other majority of my family is from Coahuila. Okay. So that's like uh-huh. on the Texas border more. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then I, I actually still have cousins and family like Guanajuato and, mm-hmm. and Chihuahua and, and even some in Ensenada. So a lot of, a lot of ties still there, but um, it was it was actually kind of cool. Kind of another funny side note: yeah. when I did my twenty three meme, um, I've always known that we had some some um, like Native American blood. Yeah. What a lot of people don't know is when they think Mexicans and they think Indigenous Mexicans, they only think Mayan and Aztec. Oh right? no, yeah. It's, uh, it's there is a lot of, and in fact, most of northern Mexico actually aren't even from those tribes no, they're, they're, they're from apache exactly and Cherokee. exactly so it's it's really cool i, I have i have like 20 something percent 22 mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. native american blood oh yeah but it's my mexican roots so it's kind of it's kind of right. confusing it's right the mestizo yeah yeah oh yeah you know i'm kind of the same way i actually did the ancestry and it was 45 percent native and so it, it said most of my my bloodline came from either Sonora or Chihuahua mm-hmm. and that, and I know cause my great grandmother, my grand grandfather's mother, she was half, um, what was called Tarahumara. They were like these mountain people that literally are, they still, to this day, they still have like running marathon competitions. Oh, I've heard, I, so I've heard that of them. I've heard yes. of that. And I like, I'm like, Hey, is that a turd word? Is this, yeah. you know, is it fake news? Like, Oh no, it's, it's a real, it's thing. real. Yeah. Okay. It's a real oh thing. my gosh. Yeah. That's like cool. they, they, go they literally <laughs> go into the mountains and they like, they have this, I think yearly race. And this is Sonora or Chihuahua? It's Chihuahua. Okay. It's, it's yeah. like, I want to say it's in the mining towns in the Sierra Madre mm-hmm. right there. Um, there are, tons of them still there and i have my relatives still there like that i I can go research i really do want to visit that area because i can see a lot of my my last name still lingers in that area Mm -hmm. um and then guarantee all those people are related to me in some way shape or form because my my ancestors were there probably at least 
at least from what I've seen, 1700 and onward, but even, even before then. So they were like stalwart, like pioneer in a different sense. Not the Utah type pioneer, (laughs) but I'm saying like pioneer, like they Spaniards are like, Hey, yeah, you're going to head over there, conquer those natives, mingle with them, marry them, whatever. And then let's breed them out. But that's so, so they legit run like they just go up in the mountains and run marathons. Yeah. They, they, yeah. And the people from all over the world go and compete with them. And these guys, you know, a lot of the Europeans and Americans and Canadians, Africans, even they come and they're wearing ASICs and Nikes. Yeah. And and then these, these natives or these people that are from the area, they're literally wearing huaraches. Well, I love huaraches, by the way. Me too. Yeah. Me too. But I mean, they're running in huaraches. I don't know about that. Yeah. They're running in them. And I mean, they, they have a little bit more support on them, but Uh yeah, they, they make them there. And these guys are, are coming. I mean, there's always at least, um, a good portion of them in the top 10 that finish. Wow. In sandals, dude. That like, is I, insane. I, yeah. And so when you say, you know, I can relate with having um, a lot of family in those yeah. areas. And I have tons of family in it, Texas, too, that I don't know. And Yeah. So it's uh, and, and a lot of my Mexican family did move up to Texas, actually. Mm-hmm. I even had some in my mission. Um, That's cool. But yeah, the, the culture, I think uh, people really sleep on Mexico. Yes. That's when people ask me about traveling, um, you know, cause we're, we're traveling constantly. Like mm-hmm. we're not, we're not usually here for more than a week or two. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they're like, what's your, what's your favorite place to travel? That's not in the U S like Mexico. And they're like, Oh, you go to what Cabo or Cancun. I'm like, no, please. <laughs> Those places, good, they're really fun. Awesome. Yeah. They're fun. fun. Yeah. The resorts are nice, but I mean, they're, they're, it's literally right there. It's mm-hmm. just so cheap. It's not, and, and and this is kind of another subject. It's not as dangerous as people think. Right. Um, it's more dangerous. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's no, extremely it's, dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. It's, it's dangerous if you're Mexican, especially if you're uh, involved. Yeah. As an American citizen, they do not want to touch you. No, like, they, want, I, they want your money. Yeah. They, they want you to spend yeah. money. The biggest thing they're going to do is rip you off, probably. Sure. But when you speak Spanish, they're they're not going to rip wait, you off. They're, they're like, like oh, wait, hold up. Oh, yeah. Um, but the 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 culture and the travel and what is in mexico pe- people have no idea and it it's varies, crazy it's just like here where it varies so widely by state too yes. like each state yes. that you're in in mexico dude it's like a night and day difference ha- have like, you been have you been to multiple states oh yeah, in mexico oh yeah, oh yeah dude and it's 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 crazy cuz you you get certain types of music that you wouldn't find you know northern mexico and southern mexico it's oh, completely different two different what yeah. we joke we joke accordion, about it every dude. time it's it's the accordion that yeah. makes a difference the accordion <laughs> yeah. dude the, yeah, yes. yeah. The Norteños, dude. Yeah, the the dude. Funny story. Funny fun fact. That actually came from the German settlers in Texas that yeah. went down to Chihuahua mm-hmm. and started mingling their music and, yeah. their, and their and their seed. So I, I that's yeah. funny. I actually read that probably about a year ago. Yeah. Um. The the origins of Norteño, and I was like, that's really interesting. I oh, yeah. wouldn't have guessed. So yeah, that's man. crazy. Yeah, it's a German Mennonites and Amish. They mm-hmm. would move there, set up their dairy farms, trade. They trade, you know, marriages too. Yeah, you know? yeah, they definitely meet music, food. It's all very. It's basically, dude. It's, if you listen to it side by side with German polka, it's the same. It's the same, really? same rhythm. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to listen to that. Yeah, this. German polka. German polka. Huh. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, it, it it is. It's unique though. Um, because yeah, you, you you're in the north. And then you go to the south. Like mm-hmm. I think Jalisco's kind of that that cutoff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Where you get kind of the mix of. Yeah, that's what Jalisco's my favorite state. I think. Not, yeah, uh, I've heard it's really cool. It's it's so cool because it has you know you got nice beaches, you got the mountains, um, 
and then I feel like it kind of encompasses all of Mexico's culture. Mm-hmm. You got vaqueros, rancheros. You know, Vicente Fernandez is from there. Yeah, that's true. Um, great food, but and and then the the city of Tequila is really cool. If you guys haven't gone to the city of Tequila, even if you don't drink, even if you don't drink, it's it's an it's awesome cool. experience. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, but the, it's it's kind of southern, but it has that Norteño culture still. Oh yeah. Uh, but then you get into Oaxaca, and it's they're, they're not. It's like they're not even Mexican. And then the trumpets you know I mean? get buzzy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm not a big fan. They're, they're tiny little, little people. Little tiny people. Little tiny people. Yeah, and then you go to like Mexico City, and then it's like a, a conglomerate of people from. It's a very diverse city. Yeah, you know. Actually, I mean, you're still going to see a lot of little brown people, but <laughs> yes. I mean, but you're going to see some pretty cool stuff. It's a giant city. It's a. It's my favorite big city yeah. thus far yeah. oh, obviously yeah. I haven't been to, to every big big city in the world but it's probably my favorite big city another fun fact it's actually the fastest sinking city in the world uh, after, or before Rome or sorry uh, what's the one in Italy I can't remember the name Vatican uh, no no no, no Vatican no. sinking no the, what's the what's the one that they're on gondolas all the time uh, the boats little Oh, oh uh, um, starts with the V right Venice, Venice. Venice that's yeah. it yeah it's, it sinks fa- it sinks uh, two times faster than Venice, like physically. Physically, because I mean, you, as you know, it's built on a lake, yeah, yeah. on an old swamp. Yeah, uh, and so it's, which was uh, not Teotihuacan. I forget the other name. It's a uh, Tenochtitlan. I can't. Tenochtitlan. Yeah. Tenochtitlan. I think. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's a cool story. That is a cool story. That's a cool story. We could get into that all day. I do. I did like school reports on this stuff as a kid. I'm like, yeah. Don't even get me started on 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 Aztecs and aliens. Oh, dude. Same. Yeah, I'm a believer. Yes, I'm Abs- a believer. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But but yeah, man, I don't I don't want to get too in the weeds with with anything. I mean, I I, I wanted to keep this like semi high, higher level um, stuff. But um, a few more things. I mean, did so before we end. Is there anything you want to plug to people? I mean, obviously, be sure to check out um, Amazon Pays uh, his yeah. account. Uh, uh, and then check out Anchor Clinker mm-hmm. and what is what is Cat's handle again? Um, Catherine she, Loya. She has a couple, but uh, yeah, Cat Loya. Cat Loya. Uh, yeah, yeah, Cat Loya. Yeah. So. Okay. That yeah, one. It'll, she'll be easy to find through my page. Utac. So. Uh, Utac Nation. Fightback Nation. Yep. yep. Follow those for sure. Yes. Um, very. And it, and do they really quick? Do they? Do you guys do stuff out of state if people are interested enough? Yeah. If if we can get enough people okay. together especially okay. like if it's a school yeah okay um, or multiple schools you know and oh, i'm sure a lot of states out there are doing their own initiatives to to fight that stuff but um man if you guys could like yeah head, head. A, a, go, a goal is definitely to go national with it yeah um we've, we've been close multiple times mm-hmm. the you know it's just sad to see politics get in the way yes um which is the only problem we've ever run into it, with at any districts is soccer moms saying that they don't want to defend their children yeah know, they, don't, they don't want they just don't want to face that yeah, reality yes. you know which is a little ridiculous why do you put your seatbelt on when you get in the car because you could potentially get in a crash yeah like that's just a reality and you so. want to be able to have that seatbelt on before the accident not exactly. put it on during the accident yeah <laughs> you know what i mean doesn't really work that well yeah so yeah be sure to check out all of those um accounts um yeah, man, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on. Oh, like, dude, I was super excited it. to to have you on first off, and and uh, it's an honor to be in in your dad's office too. Um, but yeah, so like I said before, be sure to to check out all the links below, um, and also be sure to check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all all of that. Um, and we will see you guys and talk to you guys in the next one. Mm-hmm.